everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach and your podcast host. Uh, today, we're going to welcome one of a little bit of a, one of the newer franchises that are in our system, uh, but it is powered by one of the absolute best franchises that is out there in any industry. Uh, this is a franchise that's going to offer services that will always be in need. They provide an incredible service to the community, and it's something that gives an owner and their staff a sense of pride knowing how much difference they make in the community. Sounds pretty cool, right? But before we get to this amazing franchise opportunity, let's do a quick reminder of who we are. Brand Coach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals like yourself who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 70 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. Let's jump right into this. And I want to get to our guest, um, who is the CEO and co-founder of our featured brand today, which is called Town Square. Joining us is Mr. Peter Ross. Peter, always good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Tim. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's very exciting to talk about what we're trying to do with our brand and, and the expansion we're doing across the country. Yeah, and I know it's, I know it's going it is going quickly uh, for for sure, and and bunch of questions for Town Square. So so buckle up, my friend. So, but ready. F- first off, I think I always kind of say franchising. There's all the brands, there's all the stuff, but it's really at, at the core. It's a people business, and you are no stranger to franchises and franchise brands. But um, let's go in the way back machine here a little bit. Like, how did you even get involved in franchising to begin with? Yeah, it's, it's actually personal to me. So I, I spent my first 20 years of my corporate life uh, in the um, companies that were really awesome, gave me great training and mentoring. I was uh, ended up as vice president of sales and marketing at ADP. Um, I was head of marketing at Ernst & Young. I was uh, head of sales for Intuit. So I had these great, really great companies that really taught me that, you know, I have the ability to do my own thing. And I got the entrepreneur bug but it was driven by personal experience. Um, I, I'm the 11th child for my father and my family, but my only child for my mother, which provides a really unique <laughs> dynamics of a family um, to say the least. My father was 55 when I was born. So, so my mother was aging, he had passed away before that. And um, I was trying to find care for her in Maine and I lived in New York. And so, um, trying to that journey to find care for her really found a way to say there just isn't great care options back then. And I wanted to find a way to fix that um, because I ended up having to move my mother to a facility when I know she really wanted to live at home. And that's been kind of my mission since that time is really understanding and, and got the bug on franchising from some mentors I had and, and really reached out to some consultants and franchising because I love the opportunity to have people working that own their own business. You know, the beautiful part of franchising and business for yourself, not by yourself. So how do I find a way? But I knew nothing about it. I ran large divisions of companies, but they all were my employees or my offices. And, you know, in franchising, that's not the case. Franchising, they're their offices, they're their employees. And how do I find a way to guide and make that happen? So I really invested in learning about it. I contracted with a company called iFranchise. 
Um, I really, you know, took every possible, you know, class and education I possibly could to understand franchising. And they taught me a great deal. I worked with a DLA Piper to understand the legal side of it. So I knew that franchising had a lot to do with what franchise law is. And that's a very specialized law that I would never have been familiar with. I had a great partner, um, you know, who also co-owns Town Square Me, but was also a co-founder and the other brands. And I, and I drank the franchising Kool-Aid. So Senior Helpers was my first brand. I started that back in 2002 with Tony. Uh, we started franchising in 2005. Uh, that brand now has 370 locations in 43 states, Australia and Canada. But all of my brands, the four I've done, are all in healthcare. Um, and what I love about Town Square, the other two, by the way, were Doctors Express Urgent Care. We were the first uh, ever to franchise successfully urgent care. We sold it. It's now called AFC, um, Family and Primary Care. Um, and then we had a brand called Assisted Transition, which is a place for mom competitor uh, that now is part of Care Patrol, which is part of Comfort Care, which I think they just changed the name a while ago to Best Life Brands. Yeah. Um, and then Town Square came along. And what I loved about Town Square, what I love about Senior Helpers, I talk about them as mission-driven for-profit. And at the end of the day, people want to age in place. My mother didn't want to move to a facility. I kind of made her do that. I regret it to this day. Um, if I knew what I knew today and back a few years ago, we could have had a bunch of different uh, outcome for her, which she you know, lived out the rest of her life. So we really want to give the, we want to give families and especially our seniors who deserve the most respect we have for them, the ability to age in place, live out their life in the quality and comfort of their own home. Both Senior Helpers and now Town Square gives them that ability to do that without having to go to a facility. So mission-driven, for-profit. Um, there's a, I don't have to get into data on seniors in this country. <laughs> um, we could talk about that for a whole podcast, if you like, on all the trends in people aging in this country, the silver tsunami, the baby boomers getting older. Um, we can go on and on and on. But the bottom line is we want to provide amazing care for people so they can feel comfortable, feel safe, feel peace of mind to live out their life in their own home and let us help to help fill in the gap for them. Awesome. And I think you mentioned senior helpers and anybody that's listened to any number of episodes here have, have run across that. Um, we've had, um, I don't know what fancy title he gives himself, but Rob Cantrell has been on a couple of times and we've had a handful Grand of Poo our Bob. clients. <laughs> right. We just, we just, we know we have to, we have to bow yeah, right. uh, for, for Rob, but a, a handful of, of our clients are now like super happy senior helpers owners. And so, really the premier in-home care franchise, right? And so now Town Square, much of the same population, but a totally different kind of kind of concept. So like maybe think of it from a consumer standpoint first, what does Town Square do and, and who are those customers? Hey everyone, I wanted to pause the show for just a moment to spotlight one of our premier franchise partners, Bumble Roofing an exciting emerging franchise opportunity under the Empower Brands umbrella. Bumble Roofing is a rapidly growing name in the $22 billion roofing industry. Bumble is renowned for its commitment to craftsmanship and to customer satisfaction. Perhaps Bumble's biggest differentiator is the fact that they are revolutionizing the sales process in an industry that was long overdue for it. The result is an amazing customer experience and a steady flow of referrals because of it. Serving both residential and commercial clients makes Bumble stand out as a versatile and rewarding franchise opportunity. 
But wait, no roofing experience? No worries. You don't need roofing experience to get your hands on a Bumble franchise. You just need the desire to take control of your life, follow the proven system provided, and you can build your own business through the power of franchising. If you'd like to learn more about Bumble Roofing to see if it might be your perfect match, reach out to the Fran Coach team today so we can help you create your better tomorrow. When you look at care in this country, I kind of divide the market into really three distinct markets for senior care. You have people that have money. You have people that don't have money. You have people everywhere in between, kind of like our economy, the middle class, the people that are at the poverty level or people that are very well off. The people that have money can do whatever they like. They can provide care for their loved one forever. Um, They can go to a sunrise mansion. They can afford whatever level of care they do need because it's not a money issue to them. The people that don't have the money can rely on the government, not always the perfect care options, but they have someone else that can actually help pay for that. But the people that are kind of in the middle, the everyone else, which is the biggest market out there, you know, they don't have the money to pick their own senior care option. They don't have the money to, they, they make too much money to qualify for the government programs to help pay for them. So how do we find a way to help those folks? So when I first came across Town Square in 2018, I really was you know, looking at how do I find another cost option for families that is half the price of senior care, but provides a really tremendous experience. I always tell people traditional adult day in this country are mostly Medicaid only. They're mostly not-for-profit. It's a, it's a conference room. Everybody sits in the same place. They're there watching movies, playing bingo, um, bingo and applesauce, I kind of call it. I mean, I know they're trying really well, but that's what they're offering the experience for these people. So I always equate Town Square to like, you know, how do I compare to them with a, you know, a competitive adult day center? Adult day centers are kind of like your neighborhood park. It's nice, it's comfortable, but Town Square is your neighborhood Disneyland at the same price. <laughs> so our people will love coming in. We have to, you know, at other adult days, people, you know, the, the members there, the participants, they're looking at the clock at three o'clock. When's my loved one gonna pick me up? We have to nudge them out of Town Square. <laughs> They don't want to leave. Park Disneyland doesn't want to close. They want to stay. But we do that because we offer some tremendous activities, especially with folks dealing with dementia. Um, you know, and that's one of the biggest challenges. So with Town Square, we really replicate a working town from the 1950s and 60s. So it's really when you when you think about your life, a lot of your best memories are really, you know, your childhood between ages 10 to 30. When you have, you're going to high school, your first crush, your, you know, your first job, your first, um, you know, graduating high school, college, family, you know, all those things happen usually during that time. And what Town Square uses is what's called reminiscent therapy. So we have a diner, we have a movie theater, we have a park in the middle, we have different locations within that they can rotate through, just like if you were in school. First period is art, second period is gym, third period is gamer, I go to lunch at fourth period. You know, so we have this ability to put them on tracks of activities. So when they come into Town Square, they're not just sitting in a room, they're rotating through different stores from an art studio, you know, to the little, little blue house we call it, which is kind of the living room of the 50s and 60s, to a health club where they can actually get physical therapy and other types of therapy there, a game room. 
you know, so as you look through these, okay, you have a diner and a movie theater and a park. So there you have an opportunity really to just experience an exciting day. And we have different activities in each of these different storefronts for them to take advantage of. And they rotate through the day. It's an active day. We did a tour once on the Today Show of Town Square in California. And Maria Schreiber said, where's all the, where's all the cots? Where's the, where's the beds? And we, we don't want them napping. Don't get me wrong. There's places for them to sit and relax. We're not going to put them through 50-yard dashes every five minutes. But we want them to be moving and active because think about childcare. Would you like your childcare places to go to where your kids just nap? What are they going to do when they come home? <laughs> They're not going to be napping when they come home. They're going to be bouncing off the walls. So we want that senior to be really active, really, really simulated mentally and physically enough. So when they come home, they're really resting. They're really now, because don't forget who's taking care of these folks are the family caregiver. The family caregiver needs a break. Right. You know, so Town Square gives them a chance for three days or more a week. I can have them attend Town Square. It costs me what it would cost to babysit my children. Okay. But they have the peace of mind that they're being well cared for with professional programming, professional trained people that are in that facility that just makes their day. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do. And it's unlike anything else in the country and it's not going away. 10,000 people turn 65 every day in this country for the next 22 years. So there is a tsunami going for a long time to come. And by the way, when you reach the age of 65, you're gonna live on average 23 and a half years. So think about what's happening with them as they age into their 80s, now 90s, now 100. They need, they need places that can help them. Families need places that can help them. So that's what excites me for Town Square, that it, it fits a, a, a group of people. And by the way, everybody can use it, because we do take government programs. Um, you know, we do take people with money. <laughs> you know, everybody's going to have fun at Disneyland. It's not just for the middle class. It's for everybody that can, take, that can come in. But we're really trying to answer that opportunity to blend a really strong senior care program, you know, with affordable opportunities for families to take advantage of it. Yeah, the um, and you guys were kind enough to here a couple months back um, invite our whole Frank Coach team to one of the one of the locations. Um, it took two tries because the hurricane kind of messed up the first try, right? But the but being able to see it and you know, like over the last few years, I've seen videos of what Town Square was, but to walk in and um we're gonna like roll some on on this, like we, we took a bunch of pictures and and some videos and just an amazing experience. But all I could think of, you talk about like the cots and the sleeping, is my grandfather, his last few years after my grandmother died. He went into like the small town retirement home. And I remember distinctly one time him sitting there and talking about like talking to me like I was like one of his buddies from high school. That, that when you guys first talked about the reminiscence therapy, that's where it went. But it was like dreary and sad. Right. And it was like and again, think I guess thankfully he didn't know the difference at that point from the Alzheimer's. But um it was just, it was sad. And we walked through, you guys gave us the tour. I'm like, oh my God, there was stuff going on. Like, con like it was a little bit, a little bit of lunch, but there were stuff going on and there were like people excited to see us and they were active. They were happy. It was, 
it was the complete opposite experience. And it just, I think our whole team came away just blown away by, by what that was. But part of it is you talk about the reminiscence therapy, like there's the whole science behind that and the activities and what you're doing to help um, one, give them a great experience during the day, but how that helps them once they leave. Talk a little bit about that because I'm I'm blown away by the again kind of the the, the science that um, that you guys have in place with Town Square. Yeah, so obviously through the Senior Helpers experience, we develop specialized and customized dementia care. Um, so we've leveraged that experience, obviously with Town Square, to really understand what people with dementia. Most times they're told. No, you can't do that. 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 So we try to take that whole psychology of helping them and to know, yes, you can do this. Yes, you can do this. So we're trying to really make their, you know, simulate their life. A lot of them are, are very smart, very bright. They get it. They want to learn. We have, we're teaching them how to do art, you know, and they might go back and go, you know, I used to do that back when I was 20 years old or 15 years old. And so as you're looking at working in the art studio or working with them, you know, making some kind of a sculpture, they have that back, but they still can learn. Why can't seniors learn? Why can't seniors be? I think what's fun about life is you learn something new every day. So, you know, our, one of our core values is continuous improvement. You always want to, to be able to do that. And we've created our programs within Town Square to help people, whether you have dementia or that you're also in different stages of dementia or Alzheimer's. So, um, you know, we look at it that way. Our programming is done that way. It's professionally done. Um, it's not our first rodeo. I, it's one of the things I talk about when I talk to franchise development you know, people and candidates is look, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, I founded this thing. <laughs> so it's my baby, just like senior helpers was Tony and my baby. And I think that, yeah, we have a we we do this because we love it. We do it because it's making a difference. And when a franchisee and you had a chance to meet the franchisee and that that they're beaming. They're talking about how proud they are of what they're doing in the community. They receive, by the way, the small business company of the year from the Sarasota Chamber of Commerce. So they're now getting, I mean, they're on TV like every week. <laughs> Uh, we had the, the key corral in Sarasota, a very famous choral group. They came into Town Square for six weeks in a row to teach them a program, which they performed a concert on TV, you know, at Town Square. You know, a year ago, we had the Secretary of Elder Affairs for the state of Florida reports to Governor DeSantos with her tech, basically her innovation team showed up unannounced to the same location you went to. Uh, we had no idea they were going. The owner didn't know they were coming in. They came in because they had read about Town Square. They were looking at innovative ways to help elders within the state. And they came in, and not only did they come in and get impressed, they were there for two and a half hours <laughs> looking at the different things, watching the activities, looking at the different events. And they came out of it going, how do we get this all over Florida? In fact, they've contacted us to say, is there a way we can create some grant programs to revitalize some cities and add some more, you know, destinations with some of these small towns that are just basically, you know, they're ghost towns because everybody shops online or they're not doing the same things they used to do. So we know we have something that people need. Now the question is getting the right, you know, franchisee who sees this vision 
to work with us to grow this because I do think Town Square can be as big as Senior Helpers is today. Um, it won't be tomorrow, but we have you know seven op- seven franchisees that are open, three more that will be opening soon. We are selling franchisees very well. Um, and we've also done a little bit differently with a model. One of the things we learned during the pandemic, and you can imagine the, the best time to start a, you know, <laughs> an adult day center in the middle of a pandemic, I don't recommend that to anybody. Senior care was awesome, but you know, senior helpers actually sold it during the pandemic. We were doing so good. But you know, Town Square obviously had issues because it's a place where people go. Okay. So, um, but we also said, well, you know, maybe there's a way to make it more affordable for new franchisees instead of having 12,000 square feet. And some of our centers are up to 15,000 square feet. They're beautiful, don't get me wrong, and they're going to do amazing. But we also found that the ramp does not matter the size. So as you're adding new members on, it really comes down to is that they're going to grow exponentially over time. The only issue is when you get over your capacity. In none of our centers, because of the pandemic, they're getting closer now, but none of the centers we have now were ever close to capacity yet. So we said, well, if we made the model 5,500 square feet, made it a little bit more easier to do so that we could find more site opportunities for us because the markets are just everywhere. There's not a bad market for Town Square in any part of this country. So we said, let's make the model smaller, make the investment under a million dollars, make it go up quicker. And then when you look at growing that number, you don't have to get to a certain number. I mean, with Doctors Express, we knew that 23 patients a day was break even. After that, it was very profitable, as you can imagine. So Town Square is the same way. Once you get to that break-even component, which obviously in a smaller center is, is probably half the time and half the number, you can ramp that very quickly, which makes it a really good multi-unit option because you can start looking at how do I grow this within a community? And I know where my members are coming from. We have our own software. We developed our own software for this. So we own the software called Excite for Town Square. So we can customize it for all of our franchisees, which I've wanted to do in all the other three brands. <laughs> so we did it for Town Square. You learn eventually, Tim, you get, you get it right someday. But we did through you know, that Excite platform, we now go, okay, we can do all these different types of customization to the you know, what we deal with memberships. How do they pay for memberships? Working with third-party payers, all those things we can actually do. So now we're able to grow those. We see where they're coming from. So say I'm in, you know, for people that know Sarasota, Florida, you know, I, I have a multi-unit. My next one's going to be in Venice, Florida, which is 25, 30 miles or minutes south of Sarasota. I can look at where my members are coming from. So as I'm developing my second unit, I can sit there and go, I know when I have that unit up, I'm already going to I'm already going to fill it to over capacity. I'm going to fill it over break even the minute it opens. Right. If I already have members, I'll just shift down there. It's the same footprint. So those are some of the things we're thinking that's going to work out really well. And once you get to 75 or 80 capacity of the smaller model, which obviously is over 100 in the bigger model, then you can look at opening another one. But the profitability of these, you know, that's why I say it's mission-driven for profit. All four words are critical. <laughs> we are not a not-for-profit. <laughs> right. we, you know, I've learned in franchise my whole life. People have told me the key to success in franchising is training. It's, it's support. It's your business plan. It's the industry you're in. I tell them, no, it's two words, happy franchisees. Because if you don't have happy franchisees, you can't get validation, which makes your job, Tim, and your team much harder, as well as ours. 
Okay, so we want happy franchisees or profitable franchisees. So we know we need to make sure we have a program that's going to grow significantly over time and make them very happy. Yeah. And I, I know there's a small number, but I also know that, that like they are all very happy. And again, because you're you're really, you know, looking for people that have, they have to grasp, like they're making a big impact in the community, right? They're, it's not their job to be, you know, in in the you know, in the town, quote unquote town, working with the working with the members, but they really have to be able to get out and promote that, promote that in the community. Right. And so one of the things that I think is when people see the, the pictures or video or whatever, kind of looks like a like 1950s town square, thus, 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 thus the name. And one question that people always come come up to, to us and say, well, yeah, but what about 10 years from now? Like what's what's going to happen? which seems like this is big dramatic like gotcha thing but it's a really simple it's, re- it's a really simple solution oh, yeah. but kind of walk through like like and even how you set everything up how that that transition and evolution will be so simple for owners hey everyone i wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at entrepreneur if you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership and Guys, let's be honest. You're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available, so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. Yeah, no, great question. It was my first question. I said, okay, what am I going to do in the 60s? In fact, when Maria Shriver was touring, looking for the bed, she says, where's the Apple store? I said, well, the Apple store didn't open until 2000. So um, we'll get there. We'll get there, Maria. That's down the road. But we, we created all of the different venues, the vignettes, the art studio, the health club, the little blue house, um, you know, the, you know, the game room, the diner, they're all using digital art inside. So I always try to explain people that, you know, when I grew up in Portland, Maine, it has, the city hall was built in 1870, I think. Um, it's still there today. What's different is the pictures on the wall. You don't have Abraham Lincoln as president. You've got, you know, whoever, Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever is the president of the day would be the person that's in that picture. So we've created the artwork to make it easy to change out the venues and we don't change them out all at the same time. You know, so for instance, now we're putting, you know, you got Elvis Presley in the diner. Well, now we're putting pictures of the Beatles in there because we're now getting into the sixties. So you're starting to look at kind of how we do that. And then we do it in structure. So you're not changing the, the real cost of town square is the build out. We're not changing the framing. In fact, we have people come in that shoot commercials in Town Square because we have a perfect backlot for 
1950s or 60s working towns. So they don't have to go to Universal Studios and come to us and we'll just charge them a fee. There's other income options for Town Square that are night. We're only open five days a week. We're going to start looking at weekends now. Seniors need help on weekends. It's not just five days a week. So we know there's all these other opportunities. What we're trying to do get, is get right that five-day adult day center. Yeah, we're going to get that right first. And then we can build onto that all these other types of things. We think there's avenues to making, you know, rental income, which will be very highly profitable, you know, over a course of, of a year to half a million to a million dollars of rental income. Imagine doing senior weddings, birthday parties, senior date night. We have a movie theater. We have a diner. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So you have all these things that you could be doing. So. So I think there's all kinds of things we want to do, but I've learned in my life that simple is the key. So we want to make sure that we know how to block and tackle, which means we know how to do an adult day, grow the business. So two things critical for Town Square. We have a tremendous way to get people interested in Town Square. Our marketing, how we do our tours, how we bring them through the tours to conversion is critical. So we're working on that program. But once they get there, it's the program that keeps coming about. Town Square, when you walk in that door, Tim, when you walked in, you thought you, th you thought you knew what you were going to see until you walked in and your mouth just dropped. Yep. Wow. You didn't expect that. Well, that, you know, doesn't, we don't want that to be why you're there. We want you to be there because you love what we do there. You know, Disneyland would not be great if there was no rides behind the sign. You know, there's no activities behind the sign. You have to find a way to make those all good because that's what keeps them coming back. So you want that to be the case. So the families see that as well as the member sees that. And by the way, that's what we call them members. Most adult day centers, they're participants. They're just a number. Now we want members because we want them to feel like they belong. You, you mentioned the word simple, which I, 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 I think in, in life, business, whatever, we tend to overcomplicate things, right? If all of a sudden we now we bring it back simplistic, right? We've got a big, Five six thousand square foot facility. We're going to top out at maybe 70, 80 members in there. Um, so you're like, oh my gosh, it's probably an overwhelming staff. It's a pretty simple model from a staff standpoint. So so walk us through what that looks like. Yeah. So you have two types of staff. You have your staff that basically is the management of that particular center. So the center director that does some marketing. You have a nurse who actually helps out at the reception area and you have the yeah, other person that's really critical to be in the center all the time is the activities director. They're the ones that put all the, you know, we program them for them. We train them on how to do it, but they're the ones that run the activities and the, the movie theater in this room and this store and this, they're the ones that program that. And then the variable one, Tim, to your question, that's why there's not a hundred staff in there with 80 people is that there's a one to seven, one to eight, depending on the state, ratio between what's called a program aid. Now in senior helpers, we call that a caregiver. But these are specially trained caregivers that really know how to understand the activities within town square. So they're having care there. The nurse is there because we do medication management. We also monitor all of our centers and medical model so we want to make sure that if there's an issue that comes up, families can realize that we have medical staff that are there, that we're going to take action if necessary to take care of their loved one. So that's really the staff. So with 80 people in there, you're going to have about a, you're going to have probably around 10 to 12 program A's and three other people, and that's your staff. So it it's not simple. something that. That's why the beautiful part about once you get to your break even. 
you know, you're adding really two variables for every seven to eight members. It's a, it's a program aid and you're adding a meal about $10 because we have a, we have a breakfast, we have a lunch and a snack in the afternoon that's included. So that's really your variable cost. The rest of it is already in the overhead, the rent, the, you know, the cost of the staff you have there. Now, as you grow it, you might, as you get closer to that 60, 70, 80, you might have a separate marketer person you do add because the center director will be very busy at that point, but you have the revenue. You know, normally we're charging anywhere from 140 to $160 a day. And if it's a government payer, it might be a little bit, little bit less or the same. Um, but if you start looking at the math, if you have 50 people in there paying $140 a day, it's a pretty nice business. And I think that's really kind of what we're doing. And then and our FTD is a really good earnings plan for people to take a look at you know, what types of levels you could be at. Um, and I think those are some of the things I draw your attention to as you talk to your candidates is really say, hey, what are you trying to do? I mean, I always think, you know, I maybe call me, you know, I'm a, I'm a servant heart by nature. I, I always thought when I was, you know, when I was growing up that we are put on this world, in this world to make a difference. And I've always felt if you made a difference in people's lives, they'll make a difference in yours. So, you know, I think there's a lot of businesses you can get into and I love them all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan of food service. I'm not a, I like to go to food service. I don't like to actually run one, but I would tell you that what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your investment? If you really want to be an entrepreneur, do you want to try to change the world? I think you can look at Town Square and feel that you're changing the world for people that attend that. You're changing the world for people that work there. And Tim, you met a lot of our staff. They're smiling. They're happy. They know they're helping people that, that really do need it. Um, and I think those are some of the things you can take comfort with to say, you know, I'm actually do making a difference. And, and I really think that's something that, you know, your listeners should really think about is really what are their people, what are their clients you're talking to? What are people that are looking at a franchise opportunity? And we're not perfect for everybody. If you're not having a, a candidate that has a lot of you know, money to invest or can afford to build out a million dollars with debt, um, that's fine. Refer them to senior helpers. I'll put that other. <laughs> Just kidding. That's less less of an investment. I'm okay with that though. Just so you know. Um, but you know, but those that are able to do this, it's special. And if you really want to grow it bigger, you can. Most of our franchisees are multi-unit owners. My focus is really building profitable franchisees because the royalty is really the success of any franchise brand. And yeah, and that's really what our focus is. Our focus is getting the right people and the right team on board with our family at Town Square because we know we can help them succeed. Yeah, and I think the the as part of the beauty of franchising, right, is it, it's an incredibly personalized and individualized thing. And you can make money. I don't care how much money you want to make. You can make it at any franchise, right? The, the but the money's going to follow the fit, right? If you're hearing the things with Town Square and you're like. Ew, that sounds terrible. I don't want to make a difference. I don't like old people. Guess what? This is this isn't for you. That's that's okay. Um, there's always something out there out there for you. But um, if if you have that again, kind of that that passion, that drive to really, I mean, again, different businesses can say they have an impact on the community. Like, oh my gosh, it's hard to have something more impactful than this. The your your members, the staff, you're giving them a great opportunity to do something, and then the family. So. Super yeah. cool. And I, 
I, I want to be respectful of your, of your time, Peter. And I know, I know you're super busy um, with everything, but just like last thing I'll kind of fire at you, it's really pretty open-ended, but is there anything that you would want us to know about Town Square that maybe we haven't, we haven't touched on just yet? I mean, I think we've talked a lot about it. I think whenever you look at a business, you need to understand, well, the dogs eat the dog food. Is there something we're doing that is really in demand? Um, and we talked a little bit about that with some of the data points that are coming. 65% of all seniors will need assisted care in their lifetime. That's 50 million people. So there's not a shortage of people that need what we have to offer. There's not, you know, if you look back 15 years ago, there was about 12 family members that could help a senior as they age. It's now less than three. So you now have a challenge to these, and many of you know this. I mean, the, the beautiful part of what we do now, which wasn't the case 20 years ago with senior helpers because it was so new that people didn't really experience senior care. Well, there's a lot of folks out there that I call sandwich generation. They had their children later in life and they have, they have parents who are now in their 70s and 80s. So you have to kind of pick, are you taking care of your kids? Are you taking care of your parents? And so you, you need help, you need an option. And by the way, you're like, what do I do? <laughs> so all of a sudden you're the family caregiver. You know, no one told you, I, I made this comment years ago when I got into senior care. I said, no one ever told me when I was born that I had to take care of my mom and dad. Okay, they just didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I didn't want to, right? But I just thought, based on just the you know the circle of life, that you know I would get older, retire someday, you know, and then you know my kids would get older, they would retire someday, and you know, but no one ever said, "Geez, you know, back in the day, people, you know, I love when they did Social Security in 1933. You know, they put an age of 65. The life expectancy was 56." Right. <laughs> so no one. That's why there was so much money in Social Security. Now, watch out now. <laughs> there was right. so much money in Social Security back then because no one got there. So, you know, people died of, you know, basically old age. They put that on the actual obituary. I died of old age. Um, no disease, no chronic care, no nothing. Um, so I think I really want the audience to know that you're all living this, whether you like it or not, whether you love seniors, not love seniors. All of you are going to experience this, um, unfortunately. <laughs> in your lifetime. And so most of our franchisees, it's personal to them, just like it was for me. Okay, you had to deal with your mom or dad or grandfather or grandmother, or your uncle, or it could be a spouse even right. that you've had to take care of. And you sit there and say, I got I know I know what people are dealing with, I want to make their life easier. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do at Town Square. We're trying to provide a solution that isn't available anywhere else that really gives them great peace of mind. When people leave Town Square and go home to their loved ones, they're smiling, they're happy, they wanna go back. Yeah, They yeah. love that experience and that's all you can ask. That's really all you can ask. Yeah, no, it was, I, again, I, I was blown, our, our whole team, we were, were just blown away by, by the experience. And I think really just that like, the, there, there were smiles, people were happy. Right. And I just my experience with with my grandfather years ago, like that was not happy. Right. And just any any way, shape or form. And so um, it's been a, a amazing to be able to see that. And I again, I appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity and and thank you so much uh, today for for coming on to to share a little bit more with everybody about Town Square. So, uh, Peter, I always enjoy talking to you and thank you so much for uh, joining us today. 
Hey, Tim, thank you so much. And thank your audience and appreciate all that you do out there to really educate people on the amazing opportunity in franchising. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. As always, I'd like to thank all of our loyal podcast listeners. Uh, we hope that the Franchising 101 series continues to provide insight into the amazing possibilities that can be achieved as a franchise owner. As always, be sure to uh, subscribe, follow us uh, both on the podcast platforms, everywhere for social media. And when you are ready, and really, why aren't you ready at this point, to reach out to learn a little bit more to see uh, what your best franchise fit is, please contact us, francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net. There's never any fee for our service. So reach out to our team today so we can help you create your better tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk with you next week.